Seattle's Morning News. This is Dave Ross with Heather Bosch, who's in Colleen O'Brien. A claim for $27 billion has now been filed on behalf of the Uvalde school shooting victims and their families against the police agencies, against the state of Texas, and significantly against Daniel Defense, the manufacturer of the AR-15 that was used in the shooting. And you might ask, well, how can that be? Isn't there a federal law that protects gun manufacturers? Let's go to former State Attorney General Rob McKenna, our conversation sponsored by Madrona Financial Services. So, Rob, you were telling me that, in fact, this is this is not just um, a Hail Mary, that they could actually get something from the gun manufacturer in this. I think they can, and they'll follow what I call the Connecticut playbook to do that. But first, let's just remind listeners that there's a federal law that's been on the books since 2005 called the Protection of Lawful Commerce in Arms Act. I'll just call it the federal law. It provides almost blanket immunity for gun makers and gun dealers from liability for crimes committed with their products. And it was passed after lawsuits by a bunch of cities that were trying to hold gun makers liable for gun violence. Now, it does provide blanket immunity, but it does also contain some exceptions where immunity wouldn't apply. And one of those exceptions is an exception for knowingly violating laws relating to the marketing of the gun used in the shooting. So in 2019, the Connecticut Supreme Court ruled that some of the families of the victims of the 2012 shooting at Sandy Hook could sue Remington for violating that state's marketing law by allegedly promoting its Bushmaster AR-15 style rifle for criminal use. That case was never adjudicated. Instead, Remington, which had filed for bankruptcy twice during the case, agreed in February to settle with the Sandy Hook families for $73 million. It's, it's notable because that's the first time we've seen a settlement like that by a gun maker. So I assume that the plaintiff's attorneys representing the Evaldi families are going to follow that playbook and we'll try to find a way to show that Daniel Defense in the Evaldi case negligently marketed their gun or violated a statute. What, what would constitute negligent marketing? It would be marketing that a fact finder decides, and that could be a jury, decides, you know, was really encouraging the acquisition of the AR-15 rifle or AR-15 style rifle for criminal use, that it, it, that it promotes it for, you know, shooting people, for example, or something like that. I mean, it's, it's hard to envision because that lawsuit in Connecticut never went to trial. So we never got to see the evidence laid out that the families of the Sandy Hook victims felt constituted illegal marketing. And, of course, we don't have any evidence in front of us yet from Texas because the plaintiff's lawyers there have not filed the complaint. They've filed a notice of claim. So we haven't seen them show their hand yet. Yeah. Could the attorneys for the families still compel the, the gun company to open its files? So even if they couldn't get money out of them, they could expose that kind of negligent marketing to win the PR battle. Well, they'll use discovery, that's for sure, to find out as much as they can about the marketing by Daniel Defense of this particular gun. Daniel Defense is sure to try to get the claim against it dismissed right away. 
based on the complaint that's filed. And they're going to raise this federal law as a shield that says, hey, we're shielded, we're immune from this lawsuit. The gun shop will probably try to do the same thing. And it'll really come down to whether or not there are enough facts alleged in the complaint by the by the plaintiffs to overcome that motion to dismiss. And then you move to discovery and, and then the plaintiffs get to find out what this company was doing to, to market this particular AR-style rifle. Right. I think it's fair to say this is not about the money for the families. They they are inconsolable, I'm sure. So put on your oh, yeah. your, your politician's yeah. hat here. Does does a claim of this size accomplish something beyond just, you know, sending a message? Does it does it move the discussion forward in some way that we start to take this more seriously than than we do? I don't think the litigation has that effect. Uh, just realistically, for one thing, lawsuits take a very long time. Um, we'll be years past this event before the lawsuit is adjudicated or settled. I think that the horror of this event itself is what will move people to action, if anything will. You may see more laws adopted nationally, if not in Texas, around the marketing of firearms, for example. Conceivably, you could see an amendment to the federal law that shields gun makers to provide more exceptions to the immunity uh, that, you know, we can see what happens in, uh, federally. But I think whatever happens at a policy level is going to happen because of the events, not because of the lawsuit. Former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Rob, thank you. Thanks, Dave.